0: All right, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here again. This is the Mobile Home Investing Lessons podcast. All right, Vince, thank you so much for being here yet again. Hey,
1: how's it going, John? Pleasure to be here.
0: Real good. Thank you so much. Please, with the recent experience that you have, you've only been uh, with this with with the group um, for I think since last September. So I want to mm-hmm. say about maybe six months now, seven seven months. But you six already months, have yeah. seven deals under your belt, so. Please, um, kind of give us some firsthand experience about how this is working for you.
1: Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, so in, let's 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 talk numbers. Uh, in in my area, uh, lot rents are a little higher. They're about they They're about five eighty um, average. Okay. Um, so um, as you know, when you when you well, when when a tenant buyer uh, buys a home in a park. They have to pay a first, have to pay a first month's lot rent, uh, first month uh, one month deposit,' plus to down payment. So let's, let's make an even $600 for lot rent, just to make it simple. okay? So a tenant buyer coming in, even if he does a zero down, which we don't do, he would need1200 dollars uh, in his pocket at least week, or else he cannot move into the park period, okay? plus whatever else he has goes towards the down payment. So when you do the research and your tenant buyer says, um, oh, I have um, $2,000 or I have $2,500, if he has $2,000 to move in that he can comfortably put down as a down payment, that means that you actually, your down payment is gonna be $800. If he has $2,500 to put down, that means your actual down payment is going to be $1,300 because we're subtracting the 1200 for the first month lot rent and first month uh, and one month's deposit. So that's what the, the buyer's pool, so to say, actually has in that specific market. Okay. So once we have that number, we can work back. Okay. So say, say, um, in that area, just to make things simple, Canada buyers only have, um, to put down towards the home, okay? So you minus first month's lot rent, you minus the uh, one month deposit, that leaves you about $1,300 that will go directly as a down payment towards the home itself, okay? So now let's think about this from from the gentleman that you're buying the home from, okay? If he is selling the home for $2,000 and he has agreed on a price, of two thousand dollars. Okay, what's going to happen is that come closing, the um, the buyer is going to find out that oh, you know what? I also need first month lot rent and one month's deposits for the park. I don't have the money. All I have is two thousand dollars, and the deal falls through. Okay, so w- once you know those those um, those statistics, it makes things a lot easier because. When, you, when, you're talking to, when you're talking to a buyer, okay, and he's been trying to sell... When you're talking to a seller and he's been trying to sell his home for the last two months, okay, and he's asking $3,000 for it, okay, you can tell him, listen, um, your home is worth a lot more, okay? It's worth a lot more. It, uh, we, you know, we're not even going to discuss what it's worth because it's worth a lot more. The problem is, the challenge is that in this, speci- in this specific area, the buying pool only has $3,000 or $2,000, okay? So even when I, re, when I buy the home and I resell it, how much do you think I'll get for it? And once you say that, he understands that, hey, listen, you're in the, you're, you, know, you have a family to feed to. You, you know, you're doing this for a profit. So you have to make a profit. And that's, that's when they understand. They realize, you know what? It's not, it's not the value of the home. The value of the home is a lot more it's the fact that the buying pool has such limited funds available. So when you, when you say, so I'll, I'll give an example, okay, if a buyer is asking $3,000, okay, um, and I know for a fact that in that area, nobody has more than 2500 like bucks. okay, so that effectively leaves, leaves only $1,300 uh, that he would get if he, if he had to go through a deal. Uh, from a buyer because you know they need first month rent, they need one month's deposit. Okay, so you would actually only get thirteen hundred bucks, thirteen fifteen hundred bucks maybe for his home. Okay,
0: you explain this to him.
1: Yeah, I explained this to him. Hey, listen, you, you know they also need first month lot rent. They also need one month's deposit. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of buyers don't know that until they come to the closing table. Then they realize that. Meanwhile, you've been you've taken your house off the market thinking that this is a done deal. And now the deal falls through and now you have to take a discount.
0: That makes perfect sense because there's a lot of owner occupants that are selling their mobile home. Um, when they're selling it, they're not going the extra mile to say, you know, okay, Mr. Tenant Buyer, Mr. Buyer, are you accounting for that park? It needs a first month. They need a deposit. Uh, you're going to have to pay electric. This park wants insurance. So typically a seller isn't sort of lining up and I'm not going to say babysitting a, bu- a buyer but oftentimes there are, there are other fees associated with, with buying a mobile home in a park that aren't accounted for. And then they aren't really discovered until closing, at which point the buyer leaves, Correct. the seller then is left still with the home, now they gotta sit on it again and try to resell it again. Yeah.
1: So actually I, I had a very similar situation where um, the, um, the seller ag- agreed on a, pr- on a price and once they got to the closing table, the buyer realized that he needed additional funds for you know lot rent and the um, and the deposit, and the deal fell through. And this he this happened in the winter time, so it is a lot harder for him to to resell his place, which he actually has, and he's been calling me. So anyway, so once once you know that that even if he goes out and you he's only going to get say fifteen hundred dollars for his home, you can. You can um, present your deal in this way. Look, um, you know, if you know, if, if you go out to the marketplace, you can most definitely get fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars for your home. Okay, but finding that person will take a few months, and that's a few months of lost lot rent. Right in my area, it's about six hundred, so that's twelve hundred dollars that you have to shell out to find somebody who will, who will buy it for two thousand. Okay. I'm willing to offer you cash today, solve your problem today. You walk away with this headache taken care of, okay? For, say, 800 bucks. Is that worth it? And if you do the numbers, it is. Because it would take you two months to sell it. I'm offering you 800. Uh, two months a lot rent is about 600 bucks, okay? You don't, have to, you don't have to come home and show the place to all these people that's trying to sell it to. I take care of that. Once you sell it to me, your headache's solved. And once you present it to them in that way, um, they understand.
0: And this is in theory, I mean, this is, this is what you're actively doing to close deals and to make... It's so important to, you know, what you said, I, you, you kind of peppered this in and I don't know if people that were listening can really um, understand... Mm,
1: Understand yeah, I before. think I, I think I rambled on. I'm sorry. Oh, no,
0: no, 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 not that. I mean, I thought everything was very, very clear. But just the things that you had mentioned were the fact that over the very first phone call, we're not tiptoeing around anything. You are educating them. You're not being. You're not being high pressure. You're not being salesy. You're simply educating. You're saying, listen, let me. Uh, let me tell you about your market. Let me tell you about our, our market. Here's what you're gonna see. Here's what you're probably already seeing. Here's our plan. Here's what's gonna happen. And here's how we can help you. Or you can continue to do this, you can do this, you can do this. But here's how we can help and we can close quickly and we wanna do the deal and we know that park and we like that area. Um, so you're you're educating the seller and you're being serious. So even though we're making um, you know, the offer that we're making, um, that's irrelevant because you're you're one of the only people with sort of their hat in in the ring. You're making an offer. It's a valid offer. It's a serious offer. Um, now, I'm curious how many um, how many deals did it take? How many closings did it take for you to really kind of tune in your number? Because you're I mean you're ta- you're 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 talking to us like you know point point blank you 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 know your numbers and that's that's what they are so how how many deals would you say until it finally clicked for you you know okay these are these are my numbers okay
1: so um basically it's i've i've sold five homes now okay i'm sitting on a few i'm sitting on two uh which should be gone in the next month um but it, it took uh, it took about i say i say it took about three or four deals because um once you only know your numbers once you actually start selling the home <laughs> and you actually, because people will, people will lie to you on the phone. They'll say, oh, I have $3,000, $4,000 just because they want to say it pace. But the real number is, is two, is 2,500. And once you know that, it, it makes things a lot simpler because in your heart, if you know the actual number, you will be so confident. Like I am like if, if, if I sit down next to somebody, I can, I can, I'm confident that they'll, I can get the home for about 800 bucks because I know the, in my heart, I actually know the real number before he knows it himself. So he doesn't, the, uh, so the buyer doesn't know that he, he's got to go out and find these people who have X plus additional $1,200 to put down towards the home. He doesn't know that yet, but I do. And once once you know that number you, your confidence will come through and they'll basically buy into your confidence let, let me put it that way
0: and that either they do that or they just continue to sell themselves and then they find out per- what the market will pay and if they can now here's sort of an exception if somebody's coming from out of state if somebody's coming from a different area maybe they resold mm-hmm. their other property they have some cash they just got some tax money back so they have you know, ten plus thousand dollars in cash. That is sort of the anomaly in your in your area that you know somebody would come in and pay eight thousand dollars for a home. So it does, it can, it can happen. You know, people do pay more for mo for mobile homes in your area, bigger homes, nicer homes, newer homes in different areas. So it's not mm-hmm. to say that that in even in your area that. You know, homes are only selling for a certain price. You just know the majority, and there there are, you know, dozens of homes for sale. So it's not that we have to close all of them. In fact, we don't want to buy all of them. We don't, We only want to buy the ones where we're going to make our money back in the first few months. We're going to cash flow another four or five years. Um, so I just kind of wanted to play devil devil's advocate um, and just sort of make a note that you know. In every area, occasionally, there are buyers with a handful of cash that they, that they want to spend. So you're not going to get every home. And in some instances, there will be a buyer that will pay more. Um, and if that's the case, good for that seller. They should sell for what they want. Um, but you and I know statistically who, who the buyers are out there, who our quote-unquote competition is out there. Um, and we really just have to, you know, we have to be better than them. And we have to pay, you know, more than them. So, and when you know your market, it's not too difficult to do. So I hope that that really made sense. Um, Vince, that was a really, really good. I like that we talked about numbers. We talked about negotiations. Which the negotiations, I'm not a big salesperson. Um, I mean, I'm just I don't like to get into that negotiation back and forth, salesy. Um, I, I think it's much more important just to educate people. Let them know your yep. numbers, hear their numbers, and then come to a win-win meeting in the middle. Would you agree? Yep.
1: yep. Absolutely. And actually, so, talking about negotiation, so here's here's what I've been doing, okay? When I get a call from a seller, and I did this from, from the very beginning, um, I basically tell them, hey, listen, have you tried selling it on Craigslist, okay? Um, Many times, most of the times, they say, no, I just I just called cause, because I saw a sign. I saw, and uh, I'm, I'm calling you off the sign. And I tell them, hey, listen, um, you know, try selling on Craigslist first by yourself because you'll get the most amount of money um, from them. Okay, try doing that first, okay? If that doesn't work, um, you know, get one of those bandit signs, you know, stick them out, you know, put like three or four out at, you know, at, at, Put three, or four, like put three or four out at, say, um, on, a, on a Friday morning at 5 a.m. because the sign police doesn't come in on, on the weekends, okay? Also, put an ad in the paper, you know? You might have to test it for a couple of weeks. It takes about two weeks for an ad in the paper to really produce results, okay? Also, make sure you update your ads on Craigslist every two days because, you know, after the first two days, it goes to the, the second page, and that's how you lose leads, okay? when you say all those three four things to them in their head they're thinking oh my god what a headache i just i just want to give it to you <laughs> for a discount because once you once you give them people don't want to work okay that's just that's just our nature if you give people the actual work that is involved in selling the home then they realize the value that you bring then they say you know what okay you know what if i go with this guy All the, all this work that I have to do is taken care of and I don't have the headache. So what is that? What is that worth to me?
0: Absolutely. And that's super low pressure. That is worth the speed that we can bring and the professionalism and the, and the fact that we have the paperwork, we know how to close, we know the procedure they're going to get cash. We can, we can get approved at the park. We can take it as is. All of that is a huge, huge value to sellers. Um, and, and even, if, even if they do wanna do the work, even if this, that seller does wanna do everything you said, put in the paper, uh, a sign, Craigslist, et cetera, the, the fact that we are telling them alternatives to us really sets us apart from any other possible competition in your area. And really has, you know they may not like your offer, but they will like and they will trust you. Um, simple for the fact that you're giving. You're not just saying, "Hey, listen, our offer is the best thing since since sliced bread." Okay, if you can mm-hmm. sell it for more, you should. And in fact, your home is worth more. We're, you know, if you can find somebody that will pay, uh, that will live in it, just like we talked about on the last podcast. If you can find somebody that's going to live in your home and pay you more, take that money and run. You're going to get paid way more from somebody that wants to live in the home. We're an investor and we're in business to, you know, make money. So with that said, we're coming from a different point. We're helping to educate the seller. We're telling them about the market, um, and then and then giving them all the options how we can help, and the options how they how if they want to move forward by themselves what they can do. And that word of mouth, um, Vince. I don't know if you've already heard it or seen it in your business, but that word word of mouth. I've not purchased homes from from some people meaning that I've made them offers and they said no, and they ended up selling to some to somebody else. But those mm. same people recommended me to their friends who yes, were selling yes. homes. And it yep. was, it blew my mind. I mean, it's like, I didn't even do a deal with you, but you're still recommending me. And I did yep. a deal with the people that you recommended just because we come from this other point of not just wanting to purchase their home, but also just educating everybody, not, not one person or two people, but mm. anybody that needs help, we're here to you know, give them a few minutes of our time or more um, to, mm. to, to, to help them in, in whatever way that means. Education, buying their home, both. Yep, and you, and
1: you know what, I, I also say this, like, you know, like I also tell them, listen, I'll, talk, I'll, I'll check back with you in a, in a week's time and you know, we, we can talk, okay? If, if in the meantime you find anybody who's interested in the home and he's giving you a number, give me a call. I'll, um, I'll tell you if it's a good deal or a bad deal. So if you position yourself as the guy, hey, listen, I don't want your home right now. Let me give you all the information you need to sell it uh, quickly. Okay, I'm that guy. When you, when you position yourself in that way, they really open up.
0: Wrapping all this up, know your numbers to then know how to speak clearly to a seller how to educate that seller, how to be professional, know what offers to make, know that you can make your money back in the first few months, and then continue to resell the home for five plus years of cash flow. Um, So important. You can do do skinnier deals all day long. Um, I mean, all day long. You can buy and sell a mobile home and break even, or just make a hundred bucks a month or less, Um, but that's scary. So you really wanna try to set the bar high, know your numbers, um, make sure that your seller is happy when they sell the home to you your buyer is happy when they buy the home from you and then you're in the middle uh, kind of facilitating and putting this deal together. Um, so we just talked about one little part and that was sort of the knowing your numbers and tiny bit of nego- negotiation. So um, Vince something I'm uh, doing here I'm, I'm an avid reader. Are there any books that you're reading right now that you want to share?
1: Um, or that you didn't... know I, I love um, yeah I love reading like books on sales and stuff. Um, so you, everybody's heard of this book, uh, Think and Grow Rich, and then you have the, um, how to win, how to win friends and influence people. Um, Jimmy Napier.
0: Oh yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Yes. He, uh, he's an old school, um, <laughs> Southern guy. Um, but man, he's, uh, his, his way of negotiation. I love It's very friendly, um, Low key, no pressure sales, and he, he really um, when you when you listen to his audio, you can see how he gets on the side of his uh, of, of the guy who's who he's negotiating with. You know, he's really friendly, really nice, no pressure. So yeah,
0: great, great um, name drop, Jimmy Napier. I'll go ahead and make sure that there's a link um, somewhere on this um, on this page. Um, but Jimmy Napier, he's out of Florida. It was. Um, and uh, it's interesting, I've, I've met him a number of times. Um, I was able to uh, associate with a lot of high quality folks, kind of that old school investors. Um, there were these Friday night pizza parties at an investor is known as Jack Miller's house uh, in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> and every Friday night we would go over there and there had to be, it, it varied week to week, but anywhere from six to like two or three dozen um investors active investors and everyone there was the the median age was like 60 or 70 and i'm here in my my early 20s and i don't know what they're talking about i mean you know so everything was shooting over my head and then over the over the months and over months and over years um i Mm -hmm. I got to catch on and learning through osmosis like that from jimmy and from um, pete and from well uh pete fortunato and from jack miller and from all the the old school greats um in my in my mind anyway anyway so yeah jimmy napier he's out of florida um great guy so i'll definitely put that link um love think and grow rich i read how to win friends and influence people by Dale carnegie at least yearly um i love that book i think it's one of the best non-real estate books for real estate or real estate professionals um I read it every year because this and I think you'd agree Vince this is definitely a real estate business but by far I mean we have to know our numbers um obviously but by far this is a people business
1: absolutely yeah I mean and if, if you like talking to people if you like listening to their stories this is this is not work it is, <laughs> it is, it is it's fun I like how, how you said exactly. that
0: heck yeah I like that excellent Cool, thank you so much, Vince. I think everyone listening got more than they uh, bargained for today. So thank you so much again for being here uh, on the call today. You didn't have to be. You're sharing that's working for you in your market. Um, Other markets can be a little bit different. There's more cash buyers, um, but this is working for you. And that's something that I love. The more folks that I help around the country, the more areas I see that that this is possible in every area, every state, except Hawaii, there's no mobile homes there. But in every state, in every area, we just have to sort of tweak our business. You have to know your numbers. You have to know your buyers, know your sellers, um, and just move forward one step at a time, sort of quickly, but in a safe manner. And, um, and what you're doing is definitely working. So keep it up. I know you have no intentions of stopping. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you so much again for being here, Vince. And I hope in the future we can get you back on another podcast.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, John.